At the start of this year in 2019, I really wanted to get back into public speaking. I'd done a bit of it before. I like putting myself under that pressure because there's nowhere to hide. It feels like you really have to know the topic. And I think there's no better way of proving to yourself, if not proving, the exercise of trying to learn more, of researching that topic and, and, and getting it to a point where you can deliver it to an audience of people in a concise manner. So I really wanted to get back into public speaking. And the reason why I chose that topic is because I wanted to do something which was generic, you know, kind of style talk. You know, I'm a developer, but there's plenty of other people who can talk about development better than I can. So I thought that I should steer clear of that and leave that to someone else. Um, and the reason why I came to that topic specifically was because over the last year or so, I've become more interested in the mechanics of problem solving and, and the effect it has on us, but also the methods of which we can improve ourselves, our teams, our organizations, just to kind of make ourselves better, really. It's a perfect opportunity to learn more about it. It's, it's almost quite selfish, really, because yeah. I'm doing it more for me than anyone else. But, you know, it still works. I've, I've used the same strategy for a lot of talks or, or workshops that I do. It's not necessarily I don't know about it, but it gives you the opportunity to dive into a subject a little bit more. We did something recently for got a, like a review app called Say Hola, which we use for our clients. And I wanted to dive into a little bit more about how to get better five-star reviews and that sort of thing. Well, I know about it. And I, I do, as like a marketing coach, I talk to clients about it. But I thought it would be really good to put a presentation together and really have something I can say and sort of transport that around. And it was, it was exactly that. I wanted to know a lot more and really dive into it, give me an excuse to do that. So yeah. you've got to create something. Otherwise, it never happens. Absolutely. And I think the cool thing about... I mean, obviously, you might research the topic once. I mean, I did one big research kind of sprint with it, I guess. You know, I've given that particular talk, I think, maybe four times now, I think. And I've got another one coming up soon. But every time you deliver it, you're teaching again. And the, and the cool thing about giving a talk is that, or teaching in spe specifically, is that you learn 90% of what you teach. So you're always learning. And of course, with, with any talk, depending on how kind of precious you are over it, every time I give the talk, it's always changing. It's like it just keeps giving you that reward, which is... Yeah, it's consolidating it down. That's an interesting way to look at it, actually, that if you want to learn something, that you should put everything down, even if you're not fully confident about it, but you can go through that and explain it to someone else because those pieces do just fall into place. I think we might be talking about this at some point, but that's the whole point about rubber duck programming is that we're forced to talk to an inanimate object about our problem. And because we're trying to deliver that in a manner of which is simplistic, perhaps, you're forcing yourself to access that part of the brain you know, to explain that problem. And in doing so, you start to uncover some of the, the things yourself. What I find quite interesting, and I said at, um, I gave this talk at WordPress Cheltenham last month, I think. Uh, someone asked, you know, have you heard of rubber duck programming? And I was like, I have, absolutely. My wife is my rubber duck. My wife, Lorna, she works with, with wildlife at the RSPCA. So she's not technical. She hates computers, which is awesome because when I ask her to help me, she asks all the questions that no one else would ever ask forces you to teach that thing or that person whoever whatever it is uh, about that thing and it unlocks it in your mind so teaching it's a great way of learning an absolutely wonderful way yeah i often used used to use my mum for that actually because she was great because she does use technology she likes using technology as a tool but she doesn't she's not particularly interested in it so she's perfect for that if i can show her something she'll bring up these obvious questions like why isn't it doing this oh of course of course it should do that it's obviously something that you know when we're surrounded by this every day we take for granted so and it's very useful as 
as well, yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely part of it. Uh, perhaps walk us through the process if you if you are problem solving. And I remember you talked about five steps. Do you want to take us through those? Yeah, sure thing. So in my art of problem solving, which at the end of my talk, I admit, I don't know if it's an art or not. It's just how <laughs> I do it. But someone else might have a different approach. And, and that's really cool, you know. In my particular way of thinking about it, I think there's five steps. I think there's discovery. There's no way you can, you can fix your problems if you don't know what they are. So being proactive about discovering those problems. Uh, step two was understanding. So I think it's really important to spend the time to really get to know the problem. If you don't understand it, you're not solving the problem that exists. You're solving a problem that that kind of exists on the sidelines as such. So mm-hmm. understanding is huge. You know, you know, the whole measure twice, cut once, that's the whole thing. We should spend yeah. more time thinking than we should be doing. So yeah. that's a really important part, I think. And then it goes on to solving, which I think is, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's the most specific step depending on what you're what you're, you're, you're doing. If you're a developer or a project manager, those two steps will be different. But I think we should be mindful to keep things simple. And obviously every, everyone says keep things simple, but it's really important because complexity becomes a resource drain. And then all of a sudden that thing becomes more difficult to maintain, yeah. which means it's going to be more likely to fail, which is going to cause you problems. Making sure we solve that problem well and solve it once. I'm very keen on making sure we, I do. And then finally, the last two steps are reporting. Problems, if I go back to the start of it, problems... They could either be you're recovering from a failure or you're trying to take on a challenge. Mm-hmm. But they're either way that you're trying to improve the odds of something. And I think, I think that if you're recovering from failure, it's very likely that someone needs to know why you failed or why something failed, how you, how you know it failed, how you tested it, um, how you fixed for it. And being able to report upon that to a stakeholder, whether that's your, your team, a client, an industry perhaps, mm-hmm. I feel that's pretty important. And it's a strength to report those things, not a weakness. Or even just yourself the next time, because that problem may crop up again. It may not be a, a, a something that is solved permanently. Absolutely. Uh, and you need a reminder when it comes up again, how to deal with it quickly. And that, and that, that kind of flows quite nicely into step five, which is about sharing. And the reason why I put sharing in here is because, like we were saying a second ago, you learn 90% of what you teach. So it's obviously it's self-serving to us to an extent as well. Also, when we've solved a problem, we may have just solved it for ourselves, but we could also give that knowledge to our team and we've solved it for our team and we've pushed our team forward. Or maybe we can do that for our industry and we can share our knowledge on Stack Overflow or we could do talks or we can, can go further and you can share at the end as well. And, and that helps other people grow as well as your own growth. So I think that's what the five steps are in, in summary, but whether or not that's the kind of the, the be and end all of that. I, I think it fits, fits rather well. And I, for me, the the most useful one, or they're all useful, but the, 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 the one that's most important is discovery. It's, it's really understanding, A, that you have a problem. Some of them are shouting in your face, you, you know, the server's down. People aren't seeing the website. They're not able to buy. There is an error on on the site. Some things are obvious, but some things aren't. It's often, I mean, this can be for people personally, professionally, or, or, you know, it's an external problem. A lot of the time, people don't know there's a problem. And I think that's the biggest thing. And you you, you can almost see this when you look at other people's websites or you look at other people's businesses. I've been watching a lot of uh, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. And it's, it's obvious for me watching it. It's obvious Gordon Ramsay, when he comes into the business, that all these things are wrong. But it's because they don't realize it. You know, they, they might see a problem like we haven't got enough money or we haven't got enough customers coming in. But they're not really understanding what the true problem is because they're not discovering it. You can't do anything, even if you know there's a problem, unless you're really looking into it. Yeah, and I think that's where one really, really, really useful benefit you could have upon yourself is just being open with the idea that you have a problem or maybe you don't, maybe maybe you're just seeking someone's advice. But I don't think there's much to be gained by being stubborn 
and, and assuming that you don't have any issues because everyone does, you know. And, and again, the cool thing about problem solving is that it's not just for our work. It's for everything. Problem solving is generic, you know. So. If you found this podcast interesting, then you might like my marketing club. You can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every single month, along with all the previous webinars I've done. It's about two years worth now. There's even a podcast version that you can listen to while you walk the dog. You can find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club. Bye for now. Dick it,